One of the most interesting <coughs> aspects of the meditation practice is working with thoughts, becoming mindful of thoughts, thought as an object of meditation. Thoughts play such a powerful role in our lives. They condition so many of our actions. <coughs> they condition so many of our emotions. And yet, as you've probably recognized, they often slip into the mind, uh, slip in usually unnoticed. And so they have all of this power because we don't notice that they're there. And the amazing thing to learn about the nature of thought is that in and of themselves, they don't have any power at all. The only power is the power that we give them. When we really look at a thought, when we can become mindful that a thought is present and are looking at the very nature of thought, thought as a phenomenon, we see that it's really little more than nothing. It's like this tiny little blip of energy in the mind, completely insubstantial, uninvited, comes and goes rather quickly when we're not invested in it. And yet when we're not mindful of the fact that we're thinking, we see over and over again how the thoughts proliferate, how we hop on trains of association, having no idea that we've hopped on the train, having no idea where the train is going. And then sometime later, whether it's 30 seconds or a minute or 20 minutes, we find ourselves off at another station in a completely different mental environment. So the first thing to uh, practice is to change the attitude in the mind from having thoughts be a problem just to taking interest <coughs> in how they're arising, what their nature is. It's like this discovery <coughs> of this whole internal realm that's of such significance in our lives and yet one which we hardly pay attention to. So every time a thought arises in the mind, instead of having a judgment about it or a judgment about oneself, you might say, oh good, here's a chance to explore what a thought is how it functions, what its nature is. So we come to understand so intimately <coughs> and so directly in our experience how it's working, how it's functioning in the mind. So there are a few different levels we can do this on. First, it's extremely instructive to pay attention to the moment 
of awakening from being lost. You know, a thought arises, we very likely are not mindful of it in the moment of its arising. But then at some point, we become aware. Oh, I've been thinking. Right in that moment of waking up, highlight the transition, highlight the difference of experience you've had between being lost and being awake to the fact that a thought was present. And it's just in that moment of transition that we can experience the difference very clearly. Because we've just gone from being lost to being awake. And the more we can see the difference of being lost was like this, being awake is like this, it reveals to us both the seductive power of thought, but also it reveals to us the nature of awareness. The nature of awareness becomes so clear in that moment because we've just been unawake, unaware. And we can see clearly the difference. The good news about working with thoughts in this way is realizing that for as many times as we're lost, that many times do we awaken. Because nobody stays lost in thought for three months. You know, it's for some relatively short period of time, relative to three months. (laughs) And so for each time of being lost, that many times do we actually wake up. But the tendency of the mind is to judge ourselves for being lost instead of to appreciate and understand the quality of wakefulness. So highlight that moment. Another useful exercise in the moment of, or in the moments of waking up from being lost, is to sometimes ask the question, or hold the question in mind, what is a thought? So on this level, it's not so concerned with the content, but just with investigating or or seeing directly for ourselves, okay, what is this phenomenon? And in doing that, it's not that we're so much looking for an answer. Rather, simply by asking the question, it's directing our mindfulness to the thought phenomenon as an object. And in doing that, we begin to, again, see for ourselves its very empty nature. You know, see how very insubstantial it is. So highlighting the difference in that moment from being lost to being awake. At times, not necessarily each time, but at times, Just holding that investigative question, what is a thought? Not looking for the answer, but just using the question to focus focus the attention. (coughs) 
There are other times when we do want to relate to and understand the content of our thoughts. And we can begin to recognize, perhaps, certain repetitive patterns. Many times thoughts are just random. They come and they go without any particular pattern. But as we become more mindful of thought over time, we might begin to recognize very familiar patterns that seduce us again and again. The trains that we hop on repeatedly. So it might be planning, you know, a lot of future-oriented thoughts. It might be memories. It might be judging thoughts, either self-judgment or judgment of others. If you begin to recognize some common patterns of content, then it might be helpful at the beginning of a sit or the beginning of a walk just to recognize, oh, this is a pattern that I often get caught up in. Let me keep an eye out for the arising of these thoughts. So we set a kind of intention. Uh, We set the radar in our mind for the arising of those particular patterns. And simply by setting the intention, it can help support a quicker awareness of that pattern. It's so interesting to just watch the mind-created worlds of thought. Those of you who have ever read comic books, you know, all the characters, and then they draw these little bubbles where the dialogue, or what the character's saying, and they, they print the dialogue <coughs> or the comment in these little bubbles. Well, we're kind of like these cartoon characters, and these thought worlds are just what's happening in the, in the script, in the little bubble of thought in the mind. And it has no other reality than as a thought in the moment. So all the future thoughts you have are just thoughts happening now. All the past thoughts you have are just thoughts happening now. Beginning to see that over and over again is very freeing. There is another level, though, where we do pay attention and discern the difference in different contents. That's what I talked about the other evening, where we begin to discern, particularly with repetitive patterns, not so much with quickly passing thoughts, are the patterns wholesome or unwholesome? Are they rooted in desire, ill will, delusion? Or are they rooted in generosity, kindness, you know, understanding? So with repetitive patterns, 
we do want to understand their content, particularly with regard to, is this wholesome or unwholesome? And then that gives us a framework for understanding which patterns of thought we should really practice renunciation with. These are not helpful. These are not skillful, either for myself or for others. And to recognize those patterns which are. As when we're doing the metta meditation. Wholesome thoughts, these are to be cultivated. As a reminder of two questions that you might bring into your practice with regard to repetitive patterns of thought, we can ask ourselves, is this necessary? Is it helpful? Is it skillful? Just that simple question can be enough to release us from being lost, release us from the grip of the content. So settle back into awareness of the body. If you found it helpful to use that phrase, there is a body. And again, that's not a metaphysical statement. It's just, a, it's just the most gentle framework for settling back aware of our physical presence in the most open, gentle, receptive way. Not looking for anything in particular. Simply settling into the framework there is a body and then becoming aware of whatever reveals itself. Might be the feeling of the breath, might be different sensations. Might be sounds arising. And begin to pay particular attention now to the arising of thought. Both discerning its content and taking interest in its nature.
<coughs> Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.